Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. So, fuck. You know, I just realized I wasn't recording this entire time, and that was six minutes of, six minutes of goodness. Uh, today, today, such is the life of a podcast, right? Um, and what I was saying before it was podcasting is a lot you know, easier to do than like YouTube videos or other types of content because the editing is, is a lot less, right? There, there's less, there's less involved. Um, so today a little bit different. We're doing a Q and a, I uh, made a Instagram post asking you, um, all of you, if you have a question, send your question my way and I will answer them. Could be business, could be technical, could be you know camera, whatever it is. Um, so let's go ahead and hop into this Q and A. First one ever. Uh, first question is how to combat the fear to fail before shooting. Does it ever go away with experience? Um, and what I said before, I, I just realized I wasn't rolling, uh, rolling audio, was that uh, I still get nervous if it's like a big shoot. You know, there's like say if there's a bunch of big names that are involved, the client's going to be there, the agency is going to be there. Uh, I do get nervous leading up to it, but the, on the day after like 30 minutes, you know, like I find my rhythm, I find my groove and then like it's it's all the same, you know, like I've been there many, many times. Um, if it's, uh, you know, if it's just me and my crew, there is no agency, there is no client involved, then I, I never have any nervousness because it's like I know my team, I know my people, uh, I've done this kind of shoot before, so it's there is no nervousness. Um, but in regards to like the actual fear of it, um, you know, if you don't have the confidence level of your of your of your skill, um, or say you know pre production, there's still something that's worrying you. Then typically that's how fear is created, right? Fear is created based upon any insecurity you have of something or someone. Um, so a tip I would say is ensure that um, pre production you have everything you know down uh, down to the T. You know, uh, have everything from like the location set. Um, you have your lighting anagrams if you need them. You know what exactly what uh, gear you're using. If you haven't used the gear before, then go on YouTube. You know everyone has pretty much posted some kind of video on every piece of gear out there. Go on YouTube, kind of familiarize yourself with that piece of gear, that light, <clears throat> that uh, camera system, or that gimbal. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that you know whatever that is, right? Um, do some research so at least that on the day you're like, okay, cool. Like I kind of seen this before. I can reference the video if I need to. Um, you know, maybe you're 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 kind of worried about um, art direction. You know, like is there is there going to be actually enough, you know, set deck to actually make this thing pop, or is it going to look really flat? Doesn't matter what kind of lights I have or what kind of lenses I have. Like, you know, is that something to worry about? Um, and if it is, try to try to address all those things in pre-production, so that way on the day you'll be less nervous um, and uh, you'll have less fear, less insecurity going into the shoot. Uh, but like anything in life, you know, everything just comes with time it comes with um um just you know doing the thing over and over and over again so that way you feel more comfortable you feel more confident and then in that way you can reduce the level of fear you have uh, so i hope that answers that question uh, next one is if the lens is faster at 2.8 why do people shoot at uh f8 or higher uh so the reason why is you know say for instance you're shooting real estate right and you're doing like you're on a gimbal you're pushing into the living room and you um, want to see the the windows that are uh, that are coming in 
or I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't be able to see like these huge ass windows that are part of like their property. There's like, you know, the couch, the sofa, the chairs, there's art there. There's, you know, um, things that help to show off the experience of what that property could be like if you were living there. Uh, and also just showing off the space itself, right? So in order for you to show all that stuff, usually you need to be at like, you know, an F, uh, a five, six or a six, three or an eight or an 11. Um, same thing with like day exteriors, you know, say you're in an instance where you're shooting a landscape and, um, you know, you need like, say another two stops of ND in order to, um, keep to get your exposure levels where you want them to, instead of adding, you know, say you're at like a six, three, you know, you need two more stops of ND It's a landscape, right? And you know, like on your lens specifically, diffraction doesn't kick in until like F11, then you can stop down to F11, right? So it's from six, three to eight is one stop. From eight to 11 is another stop. So that's two stops and you don't have to use any ND. Um, and that's a, that's a lot faster, if it's a faster, faster process, right? Um, another instance is say like you're shooting product and um, you're, you're trying to show off like four different products in the same frame, uh, meaning they're gonna be stacked in some way or positioned in some way, but you have to capture them all in that one frame. You, you know, depending on the lens and the camera system you have, uh, most of the time you need to stop down your lens to like a five, six or a six, three or an eight, just to get them all in focus. So say you're at like an F 2.8, right? You'll probably get, to, you'll probably get like two of them in focus and the other two will be slightly out of focus. Uh, and the reason being is because they're on different focal, um, focal planes. So, you know, stopping down to like a five, six or an eight will get all of them in focus regardless of how you stack them. Um, so, you know, there, there's that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, just preference, you know, sometimes like, you know, if I'm at mostly for day exteriors, I would say is, is really the only time that I stop down my lens, like an eight or an 11 or a 16 is because, uh, they're, they're either, it's going to take too long to get more ND into the camera. And so I just say, fuck it. And just, you know, iris down, um, uh, or, you know, say it is a landscape and, and we want to get everything in focus, right? Even if you're on like a 14 mil, sometimes stopping down to like, an eight or an 11 gets you a really, really super sharp image. And for landscape, maybe that's what you want, right? So hope that answers uh, that question. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, my good buddy, Kevin sent in a question. He says, how do you handle data management for your footage? Do you ever delete footage? Um, how I handle data management is I have uh, several uh, hard drives set up. So I have one um, four bay SSD enclosure. They're just like, um, I have like some Samsung Evo drives in there, um, a Hynix drive, so these are like one terabyte uh, SSDs, and I have them in a RAID setup, in a RAID zero array, just to get more speed speed out of them. And uh, for certain projects, uh, I will have all the client footage on those drives uh, as a working drive, right? Because it's faster, so I, I have faster read and write speeds um, if I need to render stuff, right? So. I have all my client footage on those drives, and then I have a separate Samsung, uh, what is it, like the T5, the small little ones. I have two of them. One of them I use um, kind of just for like for YouTube stuff, uh, for YouTube videos, and then the other one I have as like as a, as a dedicated uh, render cache drive. So, you know, if I'm rendering like optimized media or if I'm you know rendering the timeline, I will use that drive specifically just for rendering stuff. Um, so those are like working drives, right? And then what I always do is I have um, uh, two backups. I have a uh, four terabyte LaCie drive that I will just, you know, I'll dump all the footage 
on that drive as like backup backup number one. And then backup number two, I have a Western Digital like six terabyte drive, a RAID one array. And then I put all of the, um, the footage, the client footage on that drive. So I have two backups in case one fails. Um, so that's how I handle uh, data management for the most part. And then uh, deleting footage. After everything is said and done, the client's happy, they've published the content on their website or Instagram or whatever it is, um, then I will go ahead and I'll usually hold on to the footage and the project itself. I won't delete the project for like a month or two months, just kind of depending on how I feel. And then after one or two months, I'll just reach out and like, you know, if nothing nothing is new, they don't need any revisions or anything like that, then uh, I will go ahead and uh, export the project archive uh, onto a, uh, what do I have? It's an eight terabyte, um, just regular drive, like three and a half drive. And I will put the project archive on there in case I need to go back to it later on. And they just delete the footage from my working drives, from my SSDs. Uh, so that's how I do it. Um, again, you know, these days I don't really edit a lot. Uh, kind of my preference, you know, I, I, I really get hired more to be the cinematographer and DP for, for, for projects, which is what I prefer because editing is, editing's okay. You know, nothing against editing. We all need to edit, you know what I'm saying? And when I first started out, you know, probably like many of you, I was doing everything. I was doing audio, I was doing lighting, I was doing camera, I was doing editing, everything, right? Uh, so I don't edit much these days, uh, which is why I haven't really updated, uh, upgraded my drives. Uh, but that is what I did. Uh, and that is what I do for, for clients that I still edit um, projects with, right? So I hope that helps you, helps you out. Uh, let's see. And then last question I got uh, from Mr. David Wu, cinematographer David Wu. Uh, he says, or he asks, how do you stay disciplined in the hustle? Um, very good question. I feel, you know, discipline is something that is, is a learned skill. Um, a big part of my discipline came from, you know, 20 plus years of training and competing and coaching in martial arts. You know, you learn discipline fairly quick. Um, and, but I think discipline also, um, without motivation and without inspiration, I think discipline doesn't work, you know, because you could, you could be disciplined to brush your teeth every day, uh, or you can be disciplined to, uh, God, like you can, you can be disciplined to wear a jacket, you know, if you live in a cold weather every day. Right. But that's more of like, like a common sense discipline, you know, it's, it's like survival discipline where you kind of need to do this in order for your quality of life to be, to be appropriate, you know? Um, but you know, say like, how do you, how do you stay disciplined with, you know, uh, working, uh, you know, say you're, you're on shoots like 10 times a month and you know, you have pre-production and you have to go location scout. Oh, and then guess what? You know, the wife calls and, and she's sick. You have to, you have to go home and take care of her. Oh, and by the time you get home and you're making dinner for, for her, uh, you get, you get a call from a producer saying, Hey, are you free in uh, two weeks? You know, we got, we got a brief coming in, uh, kind of sent into you, right? Like, how do you stay disciplined doing all that fucking shit when you have so much going on? Um, and you know, so, so to say, to stay disciplined, I think number one is you still have to have the inspiration and the motivation to do what you're doing, to do what your heart is calling you to do. If that is set, then it's, then it's really about creating strong habits every day that um, gets you to the point where it's just automatic. You don't have to think about it. You just do it, right? Because you know, strong habits equal strong success, at least in my in my experience and in um, very successful people that I emulate my my life around or based upon. You know, that that's what they do. That's what I see. 
so so that works for me. Um, again, you know, ha- have your inspiration, have your motivation, and then also um, start to develop strong habits, right? So how do you develop strong habits? Um, really, it's just about staying consistent, right? So say a strong habit for you is like, you hate answering emails. You're like fucking emails. I don't want to. I don't want to email anyone. I just want to go shoot. Right. Same way. But as an owner operator, as a business owner, you got to answer emails, right? So you know, say say your most productive time around the day when you're not on a set, right? You're just at home. It's it's kind of like what time of day do you have the most energy, uh, mental energy to do it, like email tasks, kind of stuff, right? Or invoicing kind of tasks, right? Uh, everyone's different. Some people are morning people. Some are evening people. So say, for instance, you're, you're an evening person, you're a night owl, right? Um, use that time at night from like, you know, whatever it is, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Set a, set aside like half an hour to 60 minutes to do all that stuff. Do your, do your email stuff. Do your invoicing stuff, right? You don't have to send it out, but just like, you know, draft it, save it, and then the next morning, whatever, send it out. Because uh, if you're if you're trying to do that stuff in the morning when you're not a morning person, chances are it's gonna look like shit, it's gonna sound like shit, and then you have to do it all over again, right? So, you know, I, I'm I'm a huge proponent of efficiency, especially on set. Efficiency is the name of the game for me, and uh, when you can trans transfer that skill set of efficiency to everything else on the business side, then your life will be a lot a lot more happier. Trust me, you will be much more happier in life uh, with that. So yeah, I hope that helped. Uh, hope that answered the question. Uh, and that is all the questions I received. Uh, so hope this Q and A episode helped you guys out. Uh, if you have any other questions, feel free to DM me. I get a lot of DMs these days through Instagram. Uh, shoot me a DM, ask me a question, and I will do my best to answer you. Uh, anything new? Uh, again, you know, I'd be on the lookout. The next the next month or two should begin some pretty cool stuff coming in uh and then i don't know um maybe i will be back on the youtube train uh next month who knows i mean i don't know with youtube it's kind of like uh priorities for me are really just like you know work and then i have enough time to do either podcast or youtube and i feel like i can stay more consistent with the podcast i've been getting more just way more feedback on the podcast i still get comments on my youtube channel like every day so i'm answering comments so i'll sing alive you know quote unquote in that in that aspect but uh, i don't know i mean if there's really a video you want to see uh let me know and i'll see if i can make it happen right because other than other than that it's like just me trying to figure out you know do i make another video on some nan lights or do i make another video on um the fs7 or on the you know sigma cine lens or whatever you know and like i feel like there's so many of those videos that perhaps my youtube channel just needs to make like a complete rebrand of it you know and i need to do something similar to this podcast where like i can actually i can give you guys actual um uh real time and real world like um tips and and experiences right because i think at the end of the day that's at least how i learn is through other people's experience right what they did right what they did wrong and then how that works for me uh, so if you like the podcast, please rate it on iTunes. I would appreciate it. Subscribe to my podcast so you're notified of the new uh, episodes coming out. Share it with your friends because, uh, you know, we're all one big happy family here. And uh, I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Ciao.